Hey, it's James Nemo with Spectrum Global Financial. And Crystal Jenkins with Remax Downtown. And welcome to Real Home Talk, where you kind of learn more about just the, not just the Florida market, but just things going on in it. And today yeah. we actually have a really, um, a topic that's not just plaguing Florida homeowners, but I mean, homeowners across the nation. Yeah. And one of those things that, uh, that nobody really talks about until something happens, which is homeowners insurance. Everybody needs it. And nobody needs it until a hurricane happens <laughs> or yeah. something detrimental, right? Like, where's my policy? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's almost like we set in and forget it. So after you close on a home, you know, you needed it. You don't know why. And then you kind of just forget about it. Um, but recently we've been seeing uh, just a lot of changes not only in our industry, but also the homeowner's insurance industry. Um, so we wanted to bring on an expert to kind of just open it up for everybody. Yeah. And um, yeah, without further ado, uh, we want to welcome onto the show, Mark Bernstein with Brokers Insurance. Welcome, Mark. Hey guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, happy to be here and go over some of the uh, what's going on in our industry. Yeah, you know what? It's important. Homeowner's insurance is very important. Very important. Yeah. So let's talk about what is homeowner's insurance. Like a lot of people are, you know, they're familiar with auto insurance, um, familiar with medical insurance because everybody has to have it. But homeowner's insurance with uh, for people who are renting right now, maybe you have rental insurance. Uh, I remember in college, people talked about it. I, I couldn't afford rental insurance. I didn't know what it was at all. Uh, so it was one of those things where you just kind of <laughs> probably go without it. You're like, I didn't have anything to insure. I mean, what did I have? Like a 13 inch TV or a, or a old broken down guitar? And or so maybe like, a stereo what, system, right? That, that's, that was my yeah, thing. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, I don't need coverage on that. Um, but Mark, maybe you can give us uh, a little bit of insight as to um, you know, what homeowner's insurance is and then kind of uh, as well, the other insurances that you might cover as well. Okay, yeah. Um, so homeowner's insurance basically covers your, your house for damages that would happen. Um, and it covers a wide range of damages you can have water damage, wind damage, a tree falls on your house, somebody can come over and get hurt, you can have theft, you can have a lot of different things that would happen to your home and a homeowner's insurance policy is gonna cover you in those situations. Um, the reason they're required when you take out a loan is the mortgage company has an interest in the home and if something happens to the home, they wanna know that there's gonna be uh, an insurance policy to replace whatever happened because they have a financial interest in the home. Once you no longer have a mortgage, you're not required to carry homeowner's insurance, which would be a very big mistake. And yeah. most people, the biggest investment they make in their life is the home that they purchase and having it protected properly against events that can happen is one of the most important things they can do for their financial security, as well as their liabilities. And just the fact that peace of mind, in case something happens, there's going to be a policy there to help fix and get them back to home. A hundred percent. Um, sorry, Mark, to, just to touch on that. I mean, you're absolutely right, especially if you live in Florida, where I mean, we get torrential downpours, um, roof ages aren't lasting as long as they would, um, and costs have increased across the board. So can you imagine having to come out of pocket to replace something like that if something happens? Like if you have to replace your own roof, you know, and you don't have the, the safety net of insurance, which us as lenders require no matter what. Because something happens to the house, we need to make sure it's taken care of. But owning it free and clear, you touched on something really important there. Because you're like, oh, I, I'm going to save a few bucks a year by not um, having homeowner's insurance and then something happens. I mean, that's just, uh, like you said, a big mistake. 
Yeah, even as a, even as a real estate agent, I like to I recommend people to get um, homeowners insurance. But most importantly, is because you know everybody don't don't think about a rainy day. They don't think about you know insurance. I mean, it's kind of something that everybody wants, but nobody wants to pay for. So, <laughs> so I think it's important to do that, right? Yeah, and everyone wants it. Nobody wants to pay for it because it's not like a tangible item. They're not getting a shiny new phone or a shiny toy to play with. They're just paying all this money and they think, well, what is it being used for? And um, yeah. you had touched on, you know, the, uh, the roofs and stuff. And that's one of the issues plugging our market is people filing claims on roofs that really shouldn't be claims. But there are situations where uh, damage occurs to roofs and the insurance company should be responsible for replacing it so you wouldn't have to do it on your own dime. Um, and you know, my favorite saying in insurance has been since I've started in this industry in 2003. Um, and I think it kind of hits home on what you guys are talking about, which is it doesn't matter who insures you until it does. Yeah. And that's something that I like to tell clients. You want to save a couple of bucks and go with a company that's maybe not as reputable or maybe not as strong financially. Well, if something happens, you're going to reap the benefits of what you chose. And, you know, sometimes like you, you know, you don't have a tangible thing here, but going with a better company and better coverages on your policy might cost you more money and you may not see the return on investment, but if a rainy day does happen or a catastrophe hits your area, you're going to be happy that you spent that money because that's when you'll need your insurance company and you'll be happy you went with a better company. Mm -hmm. So that's always been my favorite saying to clients who talk about price. I just want the cheapest price. And I said, I can get you the cheapest price, but it doesn't matter until it does. And at that point it's too late. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And, I agree. Yeah. And I, I love that you touched on um, roof uh, replacement, like all the roof claims going in there. So is that why our homeowners insurance has been increasing? So people have seen that mortgage rates have been increasing, um, food costs, gas, everything has been going up in price. So has inflation had any impact on it? Or is it just a lot of claims, a lot of um, insurance companies pulling out of areas? What What is the main root of why we're seeing like, Crystal, your policy has gone up since renewal, yeah. right? Yes, I mean, I mean, my, I mean, I'm a realtor, and people think that I'm exempt because I'm a realtor that my insurance will not go up. Well, let me tell you something. I mean, for me, I mean, it's like, okay, well, it's I have the same house; it didn't change. <laughs> so, but I mean, my insurance went up, so I had to sit there and think, you know, have a discussion with my uh, representative and say, hey, you know what, you know, what has happened, you know? And so, I mean, if you could highlight that for us, I'm Mark, give us some more details about that. I would love to hear it. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, So the first question about does inflation have a factor on rates? It does to a degree, um, because what we're finding now is a lot of policies that we wrote several years ago, the replacement cost on those has gone up dramatically because of cost of goods and labor. So if your house used to be insured for $300,000 five years ago, in today's market, it probably needs to be insured for like $450,000. So when you get rate increases because these companies are losing money, and then you have to increase your coverage by 30, 40%. It's like, wow, I just got hit with all of this rate, but it's because now you're insuring your house for more value because the value of the goods on your home have gone up so significantly. So that's the way inflation is, has affected the, the rates a little bit. But the main issue that's plugging Florida is the, the roof pandemic and litigation. Um, to throw a couple of stats at you, in 2021, the state of Florida had 116,000 first-party lawsuits against homeowners insurance companies. 116,000. Wow. The, ne- the next closest state was California with 840. Wow. Oh my gosh. 
the entire country combined had 24,000 first party lawsuits against homeowners insurance companies, except for Florida. Florida had 116. So when we're getting five times the amount of lawsuits as the rest of the country combined, we have a man-made problem that's plugging our industry, which is what's happening. We've had six companies go insolvent this year, several last year, and probably another 10 or 15 that are teetering on the border borderline of whether or not they're still going to stay in business. Mm. And if we don't put a stop to these one-way attorney's fees and the fact that these attorneys are basically leeching onto people's policies, ripping off the insurance company and legally extorting them because they set the laws to favor them. Um, our industry is not going to get better. It's going to continue to deteriorate and get worse. And those rates that you had a couple of years ago that now were three, four, five times as much as they were are going to continue to go up. Uh, Citizens, which is a state-backed company, is over a million policies now for the first time since 2006 after mm-hmm. all those hurricanes happened. And um, they're growing by hundreds of thousands of policies a quarter. And that's not a sustainable model. Mm-hmm. Uh, Citizens has $11 billion in reserves right now. And last check, they had about $400 billion in liabilities. Wow. Um, the only company in the state that is not required to carry sufficient reinsurance to cover a major catastrophe is Citizens. And this year, they only filled 36% of the reinsurance tower, which means in the event of a catastrophic claim, every single homeowner who has Citizens can be assessed up to 45% of their premium in a one-time assessment on top of their annual premium. And it's, um, it's pretty scary because basically you have a bunch of people in Florida who are for lack of a better word, reinsuring themselves against a major catastrophe. And they don't even know that that's happening. Citizens is also capped at what rate increases they can take every year, even though they're vastly underfunded. Um, They were just denied a rate increase this year and then were forced to not non-renew 7,000 policies that they wanted to non-renew because of the condition of the roof. Um, So there's a lot of bad stuff going on. Uh, We had a special session this year and they eliminated the fee multiplier, which was huge. But the reason these attorneys continue to file lawsuits and it's a problem is um, they file as many lawsuits as they can possibly get their hands on, even if 90% of them go away and nothing ever ends up happening because they're not responsible for paying the attorney's fees of the other insurance company if they lose they lose nothing but the time it took their paralegal to file a motion. And when wow. they win, they, they have been getting these ridiculous um, fees plus a fee multiplier on every claim they file. So we had a couple of claims in our book of business last year where the homeowner got less than $1,000 after a year of litigation and the attorneys walked away with a quarter million dollars on that claim. So how, how can that how can we do something about that? Because ultimately, from talking, listening to you, I'm hearing that the consumer is still paying for somebody else's pocket to get fat, lack of a better term. And I'm That's sitting here exactly. like, okay, I mean, you know, I've had some clients of mine who were selling their home. They just had some random person come knock on their door and say, hey, you know, your roof looks like it's bad. You know, you you want to you want to replace it? Well, I can get you a new roof with no problem whatsoever. And it might not be with an attorney, it's a mediator that's doing the claim, you know, and and poss- we're gonna do it for free. You don't have to come out of pocket of anything. Well, nobody, nothing is free. Or at least the last time I know something was free, it was God and <laughs> he had give us some oxygen and that's all I ever heard to be free, you know? And so- no, there, there is nothing that's free. And to touch on that, this is where a lot of those lawsuits come from, which is why this is a roofing 
pandemic has caused it. First of all, never in the history of insurance was it common for somebody to knock on your door and tell you to file a claim against your insurance. Because most of those roofs that they're saying they can get for free or wear and tear, they're not actually damaged by a covered peril, one-time storm event that damages them. To give you context, um, the state of Florida brought in a couple of roofing professionals during a special session, and they talked about that for a new roof to be damaged by hail to the point where it needs a replacement, the hail has to be the size of a softball. We haven't had hail the size of a softball in Florida since 1992. Yeah. So all these hail claims are... Oh my goodness. That is incredible. I mean, to see that we have so many falsely accused hail claims. And Mark, I think we kind of lost you or you froze oh, there on there we are. Am, now am you're I back. back now? Yes, okay. yeah, we... so, <laughs> so what happens is these roofs that are 15, 20 years old, they get, um, they get, they look like they've been hit with hail because they're just wear and tear. So if you took a new roof and you took a 15 year old roof and the new roof got hit with hail and the 15 year old roof didn't, be able to tell the difference between the two unless you're a, a licensed roofer that has a lot of experience it's very difficult to tell which is how they get these claims to go through mm. but what happens is they knock on your door they tell you you're going to get a free roof they don't know if your insurance company is going to deny it or not because they know there's a high probability that it's wear and tear and not a real covered peril when the roofing company sends in the claim and the insurance company denies it those roofing companies are already contracted with attorneys they just send it to the attorney and when they send it to the attorney automatic lawsuit they don't even look at the claim they don't look at the roof nothing they just file the lawsuit because they know insurance companies are scared of those massive payouts so when it goes to a lawsuit nine times out of ten the insurance company is going to take the easy way out and just settle but at that point now they've paid sixty thousand dollars for a roof they should have paid nothing wow that over the entire state of florida these insurance companies are losing money there was one profitable company last year and when i say profitable i mean that means it did not lose money they were, yeah. so an insurance company, <clears throat> typically for them to be healthy and, and make a profit, they need to pay out roughly about 35 cents on the dollar for every dollar they take in a premium and claims. That's where their number needs to be. The number one company last year in Florida was at 99.6%. That was the best. So they're still 60% off of where they are to actually make money and run a company. When I say they didn't lose money, they brought in more money than they paid out in claims. But they did lose money because they still had to pay their staff. They still had to run a company. They still had to pay their agents. They still had to hire all these in, um, inspectors to go out and look at all the different uh, claims and adjust on them. And so for these companies, and that was the best, a lot of others are in 115, 120 range. So when a company's paying out $1.20 on every dollar they're bringing in, that's just not a sustainable model. No. And, and then when you add in the fact that these companies have to get all this reinsurance and the reinsurance companies don't want to deal with the litigation nightmare that is Florida, the reinsurance markets raised rates 70% this year on Florida carriers, mm. which is putting there. And what happens is, so how reinsurance works is, let's say you have X amount of homes, they require your reinsurance tower to be Y. So when these companies at reinsurance rates went up so high, a lot of these carriers had to get off of a huge chunk of their risks, which is those non-renewals, in order for their reinsurance tower to be sufficient for them to be financially stable. And then the other thing that happened is even if carriers didn't have to non-renew, they hit their reinsurance tower for their current book of business, but they don't have any room to take on new business. So now they're not ready new business and a lot of these companies are closed for new business, which then in turn, you have less companies offering prices 
they're getting adversely selected because there's no options. So they have to raise their rates to prevent being adversely selected on homes that they shouldn't be insuring. And basically it's, it's, um, it's a mess. I think everyone knows what needs to be done to fix it. It's just a matter of when, whether or not that happens. If it doesn't get fixed, rates are gonna to continue to go up. Options are gonna be limited. Homeowners are gonna have a really hard time in this state. If it does get fixed and they take away one-way attorney's fees, this industry would be basically fixed overnight because the amount of investment money that would flow into the state would be huge. Mm. So, and I think you touched on a lot of back sidelines until we fixed the under root of the problem, which is, you know, the litigation and roof nightmare that we're facing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to say, you touched on a lot of great things there, um, especially the fact that, so right now, after we close on a home, I get a call a year later because homeowners insurance policies are no longer renewing. So the company has either gone insolvent, they can't um, write new policies, or they're pulling out of the area because they're like, hey, we don't want any more of this risk. And the ones that are staying, your premium is doubling. You know, so all of a sudden in 2019, I had a policy, it was 1200 um, following year it went up to 2,400 and then all of a sudden it's going up to 36 and you could shop it around, um, which brings us to another point. So when you're looking for insurance, let's say your policy is gone. Your, your current insurer is not going to renew you. You're going to need a new policy. The good news is you don't have to start over. So like Mark, he's, uh, an insurance agent, so he can rewrite policies. He already knows what's going on in the market. Um, like he was saying, everything I'm seeing right now is, you might have one, it's almost like you're limited in choices because they have one carrier that's still here and then you have citizens. And like most policies that nobody wants to underwrite, it's going under citizens. But like you said, it's almost like a straw that's um, breaking a camel's back. It just keeps piling on to one carrier. And I mean, that that's a risk. Um, that's just, uh, it's, let's hope it just doesn't become a real risk anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. Yeah. For us, we, we, we represent about 40 home carriers and on any given risk in solo counties, which is Seminole, Orange, Lake and Osceola, we maybe have one or two options other than citizens, depending on the house and the age. I mean, if it's new construction, we have a couple options, but if it's over five years old, virtually impossible. And, um, but you know, here's the thing in times like this, when insurance is tough, having a broker that understands the market and knows where your risk fits um, and has an idea of what kind of coverage you need or what you need to do to your home to become eligible for a better product is extremely important to clients. And, you know, as bad as homeowners is, we also do auto insurance, commercial and life insurance, and we have great rates and products on that. Um, so really, I would tell you for any of your clients, make sure they're with somebody that understands the market who has been there, who has access to all the different carriers, because even though it's extremely difficult and it's an extremely hard market right now, there are still ways to get things done. Um, but to talk about your point about we have a big problem. Well, Citizens has been the number one writer in Tri-County down south for a long time because of weather-related issues and now fraud-related issues as well. But you, I, I talked about how if Citizens runs out of money, they, they assess their policyholders up to 45%. So imagine being a homeowner in Miami, having maybe a 2,000 square foot home that citizens is charging you 10, 12, $15,000 a year to insure because they deem you high risk and that's the cheapest price you can find. And then we have another hurricane like Hurricane Michael that hits the panhandle, 500 miles away from where you live. You didn't even get bad weather. And then you get hit with a $70,000 assessment to pay for homes that are outside of the state to fix what, what happened. 
I think there'll be people in the streets with pitchforks ready to fight the government for allowing this to transpire. And the worst part is because Citizens is capped at a rate increase every year, a lot of times right now, even if there is other options, Citizens is the cheapest and most clients want to go with the cheapest option, not understanding what they're actually signing up for. Mm. So again, that brings you to the point of you need to be with an agent that can understand, hey, don't be penny smart and dollar dumb. Mm -hmm. well, it's worth paying a little bit extra not to go with the state-backed company if you can avoid it. Well, that's, that's a good point. That's a very good point, Mark. I think it's important to understand, you know, when you're getting homeowner's insurance, you need to get at least at least a minimum of three quotes, you know, and don't look at the cheapest. Don't look at the most expensive, you know, kind of go in the middle of the road. I think the middle of the road is, is a good balancer. Don't you agree? I do. And I also think that the three quote rule is, is good in a sense, but it also is bad in a sense. Um, and I can give you an example. Um, a lot of times when we get um, leads or referrals from lenders, they're sending it to multiple different insurance brokers. Mm -hmm. well, all those brokers know they're going up against other people. And whether or not we want to admit it, we know most of those clients are only looking at the bottom line. Yeah. So a lot of these agents have gotten really sneaky about the first coverage, coverage A, which is usually the only coverage they look at, may be the same, but underneath it, they may limit your water, not give you replacement cost on contents, not put important things in the policy that a normal policyholder or homeowner will have no idea just by looking at a quote that that stuff is missing because they want to come in with the cheapest rate and get that client secured. Mm -hmm. So what I've done with a lot of the lender referrals that we get is we will show you three different options to let your client pick. But now that I know I'm not going up against price from another client, another agency to, to win that business, I'm going to make sure this coverage is what the client actually needs. So that's one thing, um, because I think it's, it's really hard. And, you know, we've been kind of programmed in this industry for the last 15, 20 years to, you know, there's always a cheap price out there. Let's go get the cheapest price and the client's happy and it makes the numbers work on the deal. But that's not always what's best for the client in the long run. And, We've seen that come back to bite people where they went with another client or another agent because they thought the policy was the same. Later to find out after a claim, they didn't have replacement cost on their contents. And what that means is contents is if you take your house, turn it upside down, shake it, anything that would fall out is your contents. Mm -hmm. And having a replacement cost on that means, let's say you buy a 50-inch screen TV for $2,000, not a hanging your living room. Well, five years from now, that TV is basically worthless because technology changes. So if you're not getting replacement costs, which would mean old for new, so you have enough money to go buy a brand new 50 inch TV a couple of years later, they're gonna give you the value of a five-year-old TV, which is nothing. Mm -hmm. So when you take that across all of your belongings, what ends up happening is if you don't have replacement costs on your contents, you're not gonna get enough money to buy all your stuff back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know they didn't have this on the policy. It was something that was easily hidden on a quote and they went with it because it was a couple bucks cheaper and then it ended up costing them a lot of money because they had a total loss and now their their stuff was not being replaced. No, so, Mark, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, this morning I was talking to my processing team about it because when we get homeowners insurance quotes, you're getting two different agencies. They're sending the same quote from citizens and then one premium is a lot lower than the other. And we know this because we're in the industry. We're like, okay, they're cutting back on coverages here. And that's the biggest difference. But like you said, a consumer who looks at it, they just see the bottom line. Oh, I'm paying 2000 for this one, 2600 for this one. But in the short term, it looks great. 
in the long term, it's like you said, you're you're backing yourself up against corner in case something happens, you know. So it's extremely and, interesting. And I'm glad you touched that. on that. Anytime you get a quote from the same carrier, the underlying underwriting carrier from two different yeah. agencies, and the price is different, whichever price is lower has missing coverages because Correct. every single agent has the exact same system. And if they put in the exact same information, they're going to get the exact same price for the penny. So theirs is cheaper. They're didn't, they did not apply extra discounts. They don't have a better uh, relationship with the carrier where they can get you a lower rate. They literally just cut something out of your policy that you can't find. So which brings to another point to me, I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, don't know what to ask. What do they need in a homeowner insurance? Like, you know, everybody has what they want. Like they want a brand new house if it burns down. You know, that's my first thought. That's like fundamental how I would think. And then the second thing they think about is roof. You know, I want to make sure my roof is good. So those are two things, burn down or roof. That's the only thing I would put in my mind that's important, but that's totally not that the case. I mean, I don't know. Can I mean, what is like the, the number, you know, the number of things that you think that people need to look at, like, or, or understand that they need and, you know, to make sure that they have a good coverage for their house. Yeah, that, that might be more beneficial from a lending standpoint. And Mark, thank you. I know we're running over time here. Um, so I apologize for taking it up. But from a lending standpoint, we only care about, care about dwelling coverage. How much is it going to cost to rebuild a home? But like Crystal was saying, a lot of borrowers don't know what they need outside of, okay, my lender's happy with dwelling coverage. What do I care about everything else? Um, would yeah, you mind just um, touching on that briefly? And then... Uh, We'll, we'll so definitely... there's, a, there's a lot that goes in, in and I'm good on time. So as long as oh, you okay. guys want to here, I'm, I'm happy to stay. Um, okay. Basically, um, when it comes to a homeowner's policy, there's a lot that goes into it. The number one suggestion I can make is if you guys are working with clients and they select a policy or an agency they want to go with, encourage them to call that agent and go over what's included in their policy. Have a conversation with the agent because a lot of times when we have a conversation with these new clients, we can figure out based on talking to them, what their risk tolerance is, what's more important to them on a policy, and we can customize it to fit what their needs are versus just a cookie cutter. Here's what I would do if this was my house, because not everyone's the same. And some people are more uh, tolerant of a higher deductible to save money because they are able to, you know, they'll take that risk. And some people are more tolerant on taking, hey, you know what, I know my roof is old. So I'll do an actual cash value on my roof. And I'll do replacement costs on everything else, because I know at some point I'm going to be paying for this roof. Um, so I think that there's just, there's so much that goes into it. It's hard to just give you like a checklist, but what I would encourage them to do is call the insurance agent that is going to be writing that policy. Let them talk to them for a couple minutes and make sure that all their concerns are met. But I guess the biggest thing would be coverage amount, deductible, replacement cost. Um, and then, uh, the other issue that a lot of companies do now is they either limit water to 10,000 or they exclude water altogether. So you want to make sure water is covered. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, you would want to make sure that your liability is at 300,000 if it's possible. And, um, you know, I think those are some really good highlighted points, but the best um, suggestion I would have is to talk to an agent and go over it and make sure they understand what they're getting. They understand what they're not getting, which is almost as important. So as long as they have that understanding going into it, there's no surprises down the line and no nasty phone calls back to the realtor or lender because something happened and it's not what they thought it was. 
Right. Um, and then also just, you know, being with a broker that can adapt and change with the market. So what might be good for them this year may not be good next year or two or three years down the road. So building that rapport with your agent when it comes time to renew your policy, being able to feel comfortable having that conversation again and making sure it's the right policy for them is extremely important because things change in this industry and they change quickly. Yeah, so, absolutely. that's true. That um, is really true that, that it changes. So it's not like you should have homeowners insurance that you just make the, make the policy, you know, basically, you know, have a carrier and just hit it, you know, you know, get it and forget it. You know, it's not that kind of situation is what I'm saying. and forget it, days are over. Yeah. You know, in the early 2000s, in the mid 2000s, if you gave me an address and you had a pulse, I could get you a policy that was going to cover everything and be really inexpensive and we wouldn't have to talk for 10 years and your policy would be the same. Those days are gone for me. So oh, until 100%. the pendulum swings back the other way, it is not going to be like that. So I would also encourage your clients not only to talk to their agents at the first point of sale, but also every year they're going to get their renewal 30 to 45 days before it renews. Mm -hmm. I would start making a point to tell these clients, when you get that renewal, don't just chuck it in the mail because your lender pays for it. Look at it, call your agent, make sure it's still a good policy, make sure that it covers everything that you want. Because a lot of these companies too, they will change the coverage inside the policy language at time of renewal. And they'll mm. bury it wow. 15 pages deep in the policy that they oh send my you goodness. that nobody is going to sit down and read. Isn't that no. against the law? Well, no, because technically they're notifying you by writing. Oh, my they're goodness. Sending you that's renewal. So that's why when you get your renewal, it is definitely in your best interest to pick up the phone and spend five minutes and talk to your agent and make sure this policy is still good for you for the next year. Well, that's, no. that's pretty important information right there. I mean, you know, this is just this is not peanuts right here. <laughs> no, not at all. Hey, uh, Mark, I just want to thank you. I know you've been super generous with your time. Uh, tell us, so if somebody wants a homeowner's insurance quote, how could they reach you? What's, uh, what's the best way to get a quote or review their policy or, or talk to, to you on where to get started? Uh, they can call or email. Um, you know, our, our email address or my email address is um, Mark, M-A-R-C, at Orlando Brokers Insurance, all spelled out. Dot com. I figured I would get the longest email address there is. <laughs> and uh, our phone number is 407-862-6464. They can call or email us anytime. Um, we have um, eight people on our team and anyone they talk to can help them. We all work as a team there and um, be happy to help any clients you have or anyone that's just curious to know what they have on their policy. We'll take the time to review it even if they're not a client of ours and, and make sure that they're good to go and comfortable with what they have. Fantastic. Yeah. And you guys service all of Florida. Um, and is it, uh, it's not just homeowners insurance, you guys deal with everything, essentially, right? We do everything but health insurance. So we do okay. home, auto, uh, commercial and life insurance. Uh, and just as bad as the homeowners market is, we are extremely competitive on auto and all your toys and your motorcycles, boats, RVs, umbrellas, uh, life insurance, we write through 500 companies can basically match or beat anything that you can get out in the field. And same thing on the commercial side. And we service the whole state of Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, you know what? One thing, I guess this is not a part of our conversation, but I would love the opportunity to possibly have it where I'll, we have an event and our clients are invited to come because we, we try to keep our clients informed on what's happening with the market. And anytime we have a vendor that we love, that's just pretty awesome we want to share the information. And you mentioned that you, you know, you would 
definitely be able to talk to our clients. So, I mean, I, I think it would be great to have an event where we have them come and we just do a derbs and, you know, have you, your team come out and explain, you know, th let them bring their policy and you can kind of sit down and talk to them and highlight the things that they might need or might consider doing for the next renewal. Um, and we might need Definitely. to talk to you about that a little offline. That that would just be beneficial because everybody oh, just yeah. needs to be informed. It's, you, you, do, you don't know what you do not know. Yep. That's that's a great point. That's a that's actually a, a great place um, for us to to wrap it up on. Uh, guys, you are all fantastic. I uh, can't thank you enough, uh, Mark, especially for your time to coming in, enlightening us, and just giving this amazing benefit to our listeners and uh, our clients out there. I mean, it really it's it's real. That's where it comes down to. This is real home talk. We are completely transparent and the people we bring on here are transparent. So you kind of see what's going on in the kitchen. You know, it's not just, Hey, the meal's out. You have to eat it how it is. It's like, no, there's a reason it is the way it is. And I yeah. uh, just want to thank you, Crystal. Always yeah. awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a delight. I mean, I, I think it's always good to be able to bring some information topics that are, um, are happening in the marketplace. And uh, you know, Mark has been phenomenal to educate us and, uh, can't wait to hear a little bit more about that offline. Uh, thank you so much again. Thank you, James. Uh, you know, we're here uh, serving clients here and enjoy doing it. And can't wait till the next time we get a chance to talk. Yeah. And uh, yes. and don't forget, that's uh, Mark, M-A-R-C at OrlandoBrokersInsurance.com. Uh, thanks again, Mark. And uh, yeah, we're all going to be in touch soon. Everyone, hope you have a blessed day. All right. Thank you guys for having me. All right. You're welcome. Take care now. Bye-bye.